Clydesdale Foles and Phillies. Welcome back to the West Coast Clydesdale Podcast. I'm Tony Quirk, accompanied by my co-host and Clydesdale Studio Operations Manager, Mr. Drew Hill. Hello. How's it going? Good. You like that new title? I do. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about the titles, baby. <laughs> the more shit I can put after your name or before it, the better. <laughs> Holy shit, dude. I haven't seen you in a month. I can't believe it's been that long. What are you doing? Ah, uh, just nonsense. Just, <laughs> so just, many emojis. Uh, Closing up, uh, closing one door of opportunity and opening another while simultaneously having both doors open. <laughs> so to clarify that for everyone listening, Drew, why don't you take us through this so, transformation? I have accepted a new position at the Four Horsemen, newly newly established Four Horsemen Concessions. Mm-hmm. I am a co-owner, operator. I am the technical director. And I'm in charge of vendor and sponsorship relationships. Well, would you look at that? Yeah. Congratulations, dude. I'm yeah. stoked for you. Thank you. I know it's been a, when we have chatted, I know you've been flying around and getting shit moving and closing up shop on another gig. And mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, to- it's, it's turned into, I mean, I haven't had too many luckily lately, um, but yeah, the first, first few weeks were, uh, Current job starting at five o'clock in the morning, mm-hmm. running until about one to one thirty in the afternoon, and then driving to Pacific Raceways where we're opening up our uh, initial operation and working there until about five, six, mm-hmm. seven at night. Coming home, eating something quick, then diving into bed and mm-hmm. <laughs> doing it all over again. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it, uh, <laughs> it's, uh, it's a lot of work. But Burning it both ends. I, yeah, he really is. But, <laughs> It uh, it feels good. It feels good to it's it's something new and um, it's it's nice to kind of we're on I'm in on the ground floor with this and we're building it up from everybody kind of hanging out in a garage and now we're putting it in action and we're right. slinging out some Philly cheesesteaks. Yeah, uh, tell us to give us a little bit of a menu breakdown, would you? So what we have, so we did a did an event uh, two weeks ago, and it was our uh, limited menu. Uh, we just wanted to kind of see how functionality would work, and we did um, uh, Philly cheesesteaks, uh, chicken. Uh, we called it the Pacific Philly, which was your standard beef, mm-hmm. and then we did macaroni. Uh, you can get regular mac, and we also had the elevated chicken philly mac or pacific philly mac Uh which are just the innards in basically the macaroni acting as the bread Uh so we had those uh we did some chicky nugs for the for the chitlins Uh um we did jalapeno lemonade which everyone who had it there was a lot of a lot of weird faces like "Mm, i don't know about that but Mm -hmm. everyone who had it came back for a second class i've had some jalapeno margaritas Mm -hmm. and those are pretty tasty so i would imagine that a jalapeno lemonade might be pretty interesting especially if you throw some vodka in that bitch that yeah that's what i'm saying (laughs) yeah and then what else we had yep phillies 
Mac nuggets. Those are pretty much our staples. Mm-hmm. We're running with a Tim's Cascade chip mm-hmm. and some Coca-Cola can products. Mm-hmm. But other than that, yeah, a couple weeks ago, we're slinging. We did about 120 people. Nice. Phillies and Macs and all that good stuff. And then we're going to do an extended menu coming up here. Next big event's March 7th. Okay. And we're going to add some brats. Yeah. Um, what else we got on there? We're going to do some, we're going to get a couple fryers. We were waiting on those. So our fryers are going to get delivered. Going to start doing some fries, mm-hmm. some chili fries, chili cheese fries. Yep. And then uh, brats. Yeah. yeah. So, and then uh, Mike, our head chef, creative creative director mm-hmm. uh is throwing together a, a catering menu sweet so we're gonna get some catering operational and... fuck yeah dude yeah that's badass well let's yeah. cheers a shot to your new position and new path i know you've been fucking playing around with the idea of cooking and doing that yeah. type of operation for a while mm-hmm. i mean shit I've been watching you cook since you were like 21 years old. So, <laughs> <laughs> and we're what 35 now? 33? Yeah. 33? Probably 33. burn the shit out of that. <laughs> <laughs> I've come a long way, <laughs> right? <laughs> From our sandwich maker yeah. on 18th Street. <laughs> Prost. Well, sometimes you got to work with what you got. That's true. And sometimes what we got was a loaf of bread and a block of government cheese. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no wonder we've had weight issues. <laughs> Standard American diet. That's too funny. Well, hell yeah, dude. And uh, so it sounds like you got another knee appointment on Monday, yes? Yes, Monday. Hopefully Sweet. I will figure out exactly what's going on. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, go from there. Yeah, went for a walk a couple days ago. Or let's see, this is day number three. We've been getting up as a four horsemen group, and we go for an hour long walk all together. We kind of discuss the tasks for the day. I love that. Go back, do a little stretch, and then hop right into it. It's been fantastic. And That's I think a pretty cool we, start to the day. Yeah, I think we kind of want to make that standard. And then once my knee kind of gets better, mm-hmm. then we'll we're everyone everyone's kind of on the same board on the same page for wanting to. Get a little jaw going in the morning. That's so sweet. It's going to be nice. I think that's a great way to start the day. And just instead of yeah. sitting down in a meeting room or mm-hmm. having a webinar, God, I've been doing so many webinars lately. We'll get to that later, late, later, but just go out and get the body moving and get the brain juices flowing and have a conver- business conversation while you're on a walk. I think that's great. Yeah. It's, it's been Especially an hour long. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you can easily get two miles in an hour and yeah, that's a about, bit more. yeah, that's about what we're doing. It's just nice. We can all converse. You kind of, one person will pick it up and slow it down and you kind of get to converse with the whole group next mm-hmm. to each other. So yeah, just kind of talk about what the, what the day is going to entail and right. it's nice to get the blood flowing. Yeah. I think that's a really cool idea. Yeah. It's great. Hmm. But, uh, yeah. What have you been up to, sir? Dude, <laughs> what haven't I been doing? <laughs> Well, uh, to recap, I guess it's a couple of weeks ago now already, but I feel like I just got back from there. I was uh, blessed with the opportunity to go out and visit Norman, Oklahoma and Wahoo headquarters out there and um, surprise Bryce for his birthday. Me and Carly are two for two the last two years and surprising him on his birthday <laughs> because we're master coordinators of all things fun. <laughs> um, I feel like that's a title bump. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Master of all villainy. (laughs) (laughs) And it was funny, too. Like, I got in the car. She picked me up. And I was like, I don't know how many times I almost dropped the ball. Because, you know, just talking with him. Like, hey, you know, good game last night. Good win. Blah, 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 blah. See see you in a couple weeks. Don't send. (laughs) And she said that she almost blew it a couple times, too. But we managed to keep it a secret again. 
Um, and I, I can't confirm or deny that we will continue this operation. But, (laughs) (laughs) um, and then, uh, I mean, let's see, got some workouts in at that awesome facility there that he gets to work at, um, on campus. Um, got to go watch, um, the Oklahoma, Oklahoma state rivalry game. And then that night, um, there was a huge, um, all things Wahoo party. Uh, I, I forgot to write the brewery name down. I could probably look it up quick. I'll get to it later, but I mean, shit, I think we probably had like 40 Wahooligans just from that, from the Wahoo, you know, Ooh. headquarter area there in Oklahoma city and stuff. And we drank a shitload of beer, had some whiskey, had some cake. Um, Christine Carly gave a little like Wahoo speech and kind of, you know, things that are coming down the line. There's a lot of exciting shit coming up. Um, and it was just a shitload of fun. Cause I mean, you know how it is like we out here on the West coast, like, yeah, we're promoting the brand and yeah, there's a good presence here in Washington because of Carly and, and, uh, mm-hmm. her family and what we've got going on here in the Seattle area and stuff. And, um, but to see it like all in action and just see a lot of like the more super successful, like really athletic players, <laughs> like, <laughs> like we're, we're kind of like the fun division. <laughs> right, <yeah. laughs> they're the fun division too, but they're the fun and actually good at this shit division. <laughs> but uh, just being able to like meet a lot of them and, you know, it, it was just like, you, it was, it was a shitload of fun and, you know, humbling in a way too. But uh, I think one of the cool things that was really, that I was kind of blown away with is because there, there were some, uh, a couple of the guys there too that are super fucking fast and you know, they're tall dudes. They're six, two, six, three, six, four. Mm-hmm. And so you kind of look and you're like, okay, you're roughly five to eight years older than me. So it's like, and to us in general, it's like, okay, I could, I could maybe, I could maybe do that. <laughs> yeah. I could maybe, maybe not, but you know, <laughs> I think I like eating more than they do a little bit more. <laughs> And probably we were, drink more often yeah, too, but we were just blessed with uh, uh, extra extra um, flavor, yeah, flavor buds, <laughs> taste buds, a little bit extra taste buds. Yeah. <laughs> just tastes more delicious to us, right? Got to put more in there. But yeah, it was just so cool to just put a lot of you know faces to names and Instagram pages and stuff, and it it just got me all jacked up for the upcoming season and everything. And I know I was wondering, you must have been talking up something because i think that that week i was just on my instagram was like bloop, bloop, bloop. I was right. like, oh who are all these people oh look well hooligans i haven't seen yeah so and, it must have been good, good oh it combos. was so much fun it was so much fun I, we and after we went after the brewery we went to this um bar and it was like video game themed so think oh, like shooters yeah. and Ellensburg, mm-hmm. but not like mainly card games and some n64 shit I like mean, the pinballs uh, and oh yeah, you name it, it was there. And there was a cool dance floor kind of in the middle. And basically, the Wahooians that made it down there, we just created like our own little. And it wasn't little. I mean, it was <laughs> a good twenty some <laughs> people just took over the dance floor. And did we get to see some um, some dob line dancing? Uh, Bryce did a little bit of dancing. Okay, Carly did more. she'll hate me for saying this but i i I explained to everybody like i kept calling her marbs (laughs) she's marble lights right now when we're at the brewery and then i was like wait till you see marb reds later when we go to the bar (laughs) (laughs) yeah and then you know of course acdc came on and 
Carly was all game on, and it, that, that I was just laughing my ass off. I was like, holy shit, we're 22 again. This is a blast. <laughs> like, but definitely woke up the next day, and I was like, you are not 22. <laughs> my knees were killing me. <laughs> and I don't remember doing too much dancing. But... Go to bed at 22, wake up at 55. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is how my body works. <laughs> 22-year-old mindset yeah. with a 50-year-old body, even though I'm only 33. <laughs> Um, and then just like came back, dove right back into work. And that's just been crazy because it's still very new. Mm -hmm. Um, and I've been traveling a lot for that out of, out of state and in state and just got back on Wednesday morning from a conference down in Vegas. And it's like one of the two biggest veterinary uh, science conferences Mm -hmm. in the country. So basically we're at the Mandalay Bay resort. Now, was there something that happened? Getting depart, getting off your arrival airplane. So it was actually on my departure airplane. On your departure, but before I get to that, okay, you got uh, something else. Well, I'll just kind of give you an idea of what I was doing there. Sure. Um, so it's basically anything that is involves veterinary science. So there was like nutraceutical companies like ours, more pharmaceutical, like real drug companies for animals. There, there was um, distribution, so people that take care of like supplying the vet clinics with stuff. Mm. And then the other manufacturing companies that, you know, make shit too. And Did you get to go to one of the big expo centers? So, yeah, we were in this huge expo center. And I'll show you the video of our booth later. It was substantial and, like, big and pretty. And Oh, yeah. No, I think I saw that one. It, yeah. it, it had the, did it have the video with the seats? Yeah. So that one, I saw that chunk, and then you kind of were walking around. So basically what we... big Yeah, it was... Area. Oh, dude, it... We had 15 salesmen, four marketers, and three veterinary doctors out there at all times throughout the day. And we were just conversation after conversation after conversation, and it really didn't stop. But basically what we would do is we'd filter them in a line into that that viewing booth area, Mm -hmm. and there was a couple videos that they had prompted there. And then after that, our marketing team would kind of like shuffle them around the corner to where all the salespeople were, and there was different like little booths kind of there and we were all kind of had specific products that we were supposed to talk about but after like the first 10 minutes we were just basically detailing the entire catalog and yeah i don't think i've talked so much science in my entire fucking life <laughs> i felt really smart after day two and then <laughs> when i got home on wednesday i felt really dumb because i haven't thought that hard in a long time and it was just like these constant like 30 second elevator pitches and it was just like oh, yeah. bam, 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 bam. Um, but that was a shitload of fun but it was the first time ever that I slept the whole flight on the way there and on the way back. Have never wow. slept an entire flight in my entire life. And then I go two for two. And so I woke up like as soon as we hit the ground in Seattle on the way back. And I was like, holy shit. Like, am I getting really, really good at traveling or am I just old and exhausted? <laughs> and I'm like, I'm, I was 19D. So aisle seat, mm-hmm. row 19. And... So there's a substantial amount of people to go. Yeah. Right. And like, as soon as we kind of pull up to the gate, this guy from two rows behind me stands up and he shuffles up a couple of rows and he's standing right next to me. I kind of give him the eye, like, where the fuck do you think you're going? There's 18 rows of people plus first class that still have to go. Yeah. And we're not even like, like the stewardesses and I'm sorry, flight attendants aren't yeah. even up yet. <laughs> yeah. And he's just standing there the whole time. People start shuffling out. And as it got closer to our turn to go, he kept trying to inch forward, and I just kept leaning more and more into the aisle like, <laughs> you're not jockeying position here, buddy. Yeah. And the row in front of us starts to stand up, and I stand up, 
and he tried to move past me and I just kind of like, you know, using physics, uh, <laughs> beat him into the aisle, even though he had been standing there the whole time. And he's like, what the hell, man? And I was like, what? <laughs> and he looks at me, he goes, well, I'm trying to get off. And I was like, okay. And he goes, I've got kids out there waiting for me. And I looked at him. I was like, congratulations on the sex. Wait your fucking turn. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody behind me was just like, oh. <laughs> and, and this one dude who was in the aisle across from me was like, he's right, though, man. You've been standing here for 10 minutes. Just wait your turn. Like, it's not that big of a deal. If you, We've if, all got places to go. That's why we're getting off the yeah, fucking plane. Exactly. And if you needed to get off that plane so fast. You should have alerted the flight attendants before yeah. if there was some ex- like if, yeah. it, let's say you're trying to catch a gate, yeah, you know absolutely. another flight and it's and we're late. We're not. We're thirty minutes before. We're we're mm-hmm. way ahead of schedule. But even then, like if 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 you're trying to catch another flight, sure, go, dude. But you're like we've all got people waiting for us. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like chill the fuck out. Yeah, and yeah, I just looked at him. Congrats on the sex. Yeah. <laughs> Wait your fucking turn. <laughs> And speaking of turns, I think it's time for us to take a hard right into the Wahoo newsroom. Here we go. Here we go. Hello, and welcome to the Wahoo newsroom. We've got a lot of cool shit coming down the pipe today. A lot of cool shit. I'm excited. Did you catch your breath? (sighs) (laughs) Because I'm about to hit you with seven different kinds of smoke. First things first, Wahoo's growing in a huge way. We now have athletes in Washington, Oregon. California, Arizona, Texas, Oklahoma, Tennessee, New York, New Hampshire, Massachusetts, Australia, pretty much Wahoo's killing the fucking game. Yeah. If you're listening and you're not a Wahoo again, that's fine. But get your fucking shit together and let's roll. Let's party. Let's Wahoo it up. (laughs) Let's Wahoo it up. And Wahoo while we're at it. (laughs) Uh, Moving on, we've got a bunch of people training for Boston, the Oklahoma City Marathon, Eugene, Jack and Jill. Speaking of Jack and Jill, this summer out here in uh, lovely Snoqualmie, Washington, my hometown, currently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, currently residing in. Right. The full um, is sold out. And the half is at 85% capacity. So if you're trying to jump in on the Wahoo train for that event, make sure um, you get on it. Um, I know last year it came down to the wire and some people had to back out. So there were some, mm-hmm. you know, things for sale late, but save your spot. Yeah. Come on out here in July. Have a good time. It'll be great. Mm-hmm. Um, also a fun event. I know I'm going to try and travel to it. Um, the 2020 beer mile will be happening in June out there in OKC. So if you want to fly in for the second annual Wahoo beer mile, Sponsored by Michelob Ultra. Plan accordingly. Pick a flight. Get on Alaska. It's a direct into OKC. Super cheap. Super easy. Super fun time. We'll go there. Beer will be provided. Beer will be for provided. You'll drink four. You'll run four laps. And then we'll have a great time after. Mm-hmm. Just don't puke because then you have to do extra <laughs> miles. <laughs> Wahoo! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is a great time. <laughs> Everybody's doing it. It's fine. He said it was going to be fun. <laughs> Zero peer pressure. <laughs> Train and drink, damn it. That's the Wahoo way. <laughs> you don't drink to just like get over your regular work life like no. a normal Joe. No. You drink to fall asleep at night after your training and your normal work and everyday life. 
Exactly. Yeah, it's just one more variable. Just a natural muscle relaxant. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's super healthy to fall asleep after copious amounts of booze. Absolutely. <laughs> I think I think it's... <laughs> <laughs> if you're gonna go to sleep you might as well go to sleep with a little booze in your system <laughs> right because then at least you'll sleep through the night <laughs> dreams I haven't had those in years yeah what are dreams <laughs> I only have dreams when I'm sober they're terrifying <laughs> it's best to avoid <laughs> that type of thoughts I have enough scary thoughts throughout the day I don't need it when I'm trying to relax <laughs> All right. Also, uh, Carly and Christy are going to be uh, heading out to the Final Four in Atlanta. And they're going to be doing a 4K. And Final Four, I'm guessing, is the actual men's basketball Final Four for the NCAA tourna mm -hmm. tournament um, in Atlanta to do a 4K to help raise awareness for Coaches versus Cancer. Um, and it's a branch of the American Cancer Society. And their goal is to raise a bunch of money during their training for the Chicago Marathon by repping Coaches versus Cancer. Nice. So... If you guys want to pitch in on that, support cancer, support Carly and Christy, support all these great things. Do it. Do it. Do it. Um, other than that, I've got a 5K this weekend. Yeah. What are you hitting up? It's the Revolution 5K. Okay. In Seaward Park in Seattle. Plan on having some beers and grub after. Mm -hmm. If you're in the area, hand me a Michelob Ultra a mile out and I'll smack it as I go across the finish line. Bam. <laughs> we accept for your beer donations. Yes, exactly. <laughs> As runners. <laughs> and that's it from the Wahoo Newsroom, a friendly reminder to find your joy and give a Wahoo while you're at it. All right. Welcome back from the Wahoo Newsroom. I hope you guys enjoyed that because we did. And to give a little bit of a spoiler, there's some spoilers coming. Spoiler alert. <laughs> and that's all I'm going to tell you. <laughs> Nothing's actually going to get spoiled. Just there's there's some there's some fun things. There's about. some uh, there's some things happening. There's some things happening. There's stuff there's, in the mix. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you're all going to be like, man, I should have jumped on the Wahoo train like a year and a half ago, like Tony and Drew told me to. But mm -hmm. I've been lazy about it. Yeah. And I've just been listening to them ramble on while they drink beer in a basement <laughs> instead of getting out and wahooing and. Yeah. listening to us ramble on while it's, we get drunk in a basement. It's twofold. It's hand in hand, people. It's a horse apiece. <laughs> I see what you did there. I did it. All right. So what we have for beers today. Well, we also have some. We, we, we got some whiskey, too. What's the Knob Creek we're this shooting? This is the Knob Creek smoked maple. Let's just take a shot of that while we're at these it. Guys. Mm -hmm. Smoke them while you got them. Here we go. Ooh. Well, it is a 90 proofer, but it goes down like a liqueur. Uh, yep. <laughs> I'm not going to go where I was going <laughs> to. But anyways, we have a superior light beer, as it's labeled. Mm -hmm. we and have, uh... it's the chosen beer of Wahooligans everywhere, Michelob Ultra. It's ultra smooth. And it's ultra good after a run. And they're tallies. And they're tallies. Eight pack of 16 ounce tallies. I think it was eleven ninety nine. Hello. Yeah. We'll take tallies. Why not? I mean, if you're gonna put beer in a can, it might as well be at least sixteen ounces. Absolutely. And let's and let's take a look here. It's roughly four-ish percent alcohol. So not nothing crazy. <sighs> no. But if from from looking at it, I can imagine it's not as uh 
deteriorating <laughs> and heavy as the IPAs that we have. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, it's good. It is good. It's, it's smooth. Uh, it's it's a perfect summer beer. It's a perfect post-workout beer. And I have a feeling that we're going to be drinking a lot of it in the uh, months and years. And as long as I'm able to move to come. (laughs) (laughs) Spoiler! (laughs) Anyways, what else do we got there? We haven't even cracked one of those. What did we got? What did I grab? Sumerian. 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 Brewing Company. The... I I can't even read that. Can you read that? Hopperruption? Hopperruption. That's some odd cursive. Yeah, that's an odd lettering on that can. I do like their logo. Yeah. It's like a... Like a ninja Viking dude. Having a beer. Having a beer and a... Like like he just landed in a almost Superman superhero landing stance. Throw like 60 pounds on that guy and uh, put him in a Wahoo shirt. Kind of looks like us. Kind of (laughs) does. He's got a sweet sword. That's how I envision myself going into a race. Just like... You're a bad motherfucker. Let's do some bad shit today. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but Sumerian, the brewing company, the origin of beer. Uh, it's a double IPA loaded with Centennial, Cascade, Mosaic, and Citra hops. I'm interested in this. Let me give it a little. Yeah, give it a little rip. <clears throat> Hold on. Let me cleanse my palate with some Michelob Ultra. <sighs> Banger. Bangers. That's actually a really light double IPA. Give that a snort. All right. <laughs> you worried about coronavirus or something? Oh, no. No, I, I feel like I... <laughs> Drew just I've poured it a... <laughs> into his mouth without putting his lips to the can. <laughs> I'm getting over a cold. I didn't want to pass it. Jeez. I had a cold last weekend, which is why we didn't record. Yeah. That is uh, smooth for a double. I would agree. I like the hops. Let me pour it in one of these little whiskey glasses so I can just get a little bit of my... Uh, my eyeball on it. My hairy eyeballs on it. Good color. Good color. Nice dark amber. Yeah, it does have a little dark amberish. Let me get another snort of that. Can confirm. Purchase that beer. Mm-hmm. Can confirm. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little letter carry action for you. <laughs> if you don't watch that show, get on it. Yeah, it's enjoyable. For adult viewing pleasures. <laughs> I'm really excited about all these beers, and I think we should probably drink all of them today. I'm not going to disagree. Should we do that all in the podcast? Just slam beers. <laughs> <laughs> slam as many as possible. <laughs> what do we got? Eight. I feel like we drink at a, a expedited rate anyways. but Roughly, yeah, you know, what? 20 beers and a couple shots. Yeah, we should do that during this podcast. It's going to be an hour long. Why not? We both got stuff to do in the morning. We do. So we got to get it in quick. So we're just going to power drink for like an hour and a half and then just call it a night. Yeah, eat some food, rehydrate. Mm -hmm. Watch, uh, have you seen Frozen 2? I haven't. Because that's That's on the docket for tonight. It can be. Ooh, doggy. Well, that just gives that sparks joy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, shit. That sparks joy. <laughs> I was already really excited because I haven't seen my best friend in like a month, and now I get to watch Frozen Two with him. What a time to be alive! Fantastic. And I think it was. Uh, well, I saw Frozen One in theaters, but yeah, until so until the second time, I think we watched it together. 
mm-hmm. at that house when I was living in North Bend. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Wow. 2013 year of our Lord. Does that sound? That does sound about right. Yeah. I think I was mm-hmm. out of grad school at the time. Yep, because we moved out of there in 2014. Maybe it was uh, it was either the end of 13 or the beginning of 14. But yeah, right around whatever the same it time was, it was last year. So yeah, moving on. Well, we're done with the beer. Much hear from our sponsors. All right. Hey there, Clydesdale crew. Just wanted to take a second to talk to you about one of our sponsors, the Four Horsemen Brewery, which was founded in 2014 by Dane Scarambolo. He's a 2010 Wazoo grad. He started brewing commercially in 2015. He only buys local and sells locally. He wanted to grow slowly over time, utilize the farmer's markets to do so. His sister, Dominique, takes on summer markets so he can brew. They have samples, and they also do growler fills at their brewery located in Covington, and they like to keep it sustainable. They brew with 100% Washington-grown products. The Four Horsemen Brewery roasted the grains that won them the Best Washington Malt Beer Award in 2016 for their Black Plague Stout. He likes to keep it innovative. That's the key that sets their beer apart from everyone else. For more information about Four Horsemen Brewery, check out their website at www.fourhorsemen.beer. We are Wahoo Running, the most supportive online running community. Whether you are a walker, a family looking to do a 5K, or a Boston Marathoner, we have a plan for you. Check us out at crew.wahoorunning.com, on Instagram at Wahoo Run, Facebook and Twitter at Wahoo Running. Wahoo! Hi, this is Kinsey Youngquist from Accu Yoga. If you'd like to learn more about acupuncture or Accu Yoga workshops, you can check out our website at www.accuyogaNW.com or follow us on one of our social media outlets, Accu Yoga. All right, welcome back, and thank you to our sponsors. We have Four Horsemen Brewery and Concessions, and we'll get the Concessions content contact info out to you guys ASAP. Uh, but you can find the, the brewery information at www.fourhorsemen.beer, Instagram and Facebook. Of course, our friends at Wahoo Running at crew.wahoorunning.com, Instagram, Facebook, Mighty Networks, and Twitter. AccuYoga at AccuYogaNW.com, Instagram and Facebook. And uh, Kinsey up there at AccuYoga um, started a little Skagit Valley running crew um, affiliated with Wahoo, of course. So if you're up in the Skagit Valley, um, hit up Kinsey and be like, hey, I like running and stuff, and we're all getting ready for some races this summer. I know she's doing Ragnar, and I'm pretty sure she'll do Jack and Jill again, so look up that. Um, and then, of course, you can find us at westcoastclydesdale.com, Instagram, Facebook, the iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. The iTunes. It's, <laughs> That's it's where you can find it. It's the it's, iTunes. It's the iTunes. It's the tunes with the eye. <laughs> with the tunes with the eye. The little purple little eye app on your Mm-hmm. Google machine. Yes. Yeah, we got dogs barking. Not my dog. But dogs? We got dogs barking outside. Hey, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> it's the wonderful benefits of home studioing. <laughs> it was so funny, dude. I, now that I work in the veterinary industry. <laughs> oh, man. There was this one. Um, <laughs> I got to tell the story. So there was this one company there that... Um, they do like therapeutic stuff for animals. And so they had like this little like glassed off little space where they had little puppies and uh, kittens that people could go in and just like hold and be like, puppies, kittens. 
And one of my bosses was like, you want to go check that out? And I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, why? I was like, I don't like cats. <laughs> and he's like, what? And I was like, I, I don't like cats. Yeah. And he goes, you work in veterinary science. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. <laughs> and he just had this like bewildered look on him. He's like, so you sell cat products, but you wish cats weren't around. I was like, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> separation of income and beliefs bro <laughs> that's right well i mean i'm cooking and slinging philly cheesesteaks out of, right, a, out of a concession <laughs> yeah, like, i don't need it right <laughs> yeah you can call me morally conflicted or not but at the end of the day hey you know sometimes it boils down to dollars and cents and and, and you know and, what you know the, the majority i'm still providing a good product 100%. i want you to be happy with your animals exactly. and i want your animals to be happy but if you bring your cat around me i'm gonna tell it the fuck off I'm not gonna force my beliefs on you right but, uh, i'll keep you happy with what we got mm-hmm. absolutely yeah i might yeah. tell your dog to fuck off too but yeah. i don't know how you could tell a dog or a horse to fuck off necessarily unless you're like mongo from blazing saddles and just <laughs> decide to knock the motherfucker out me mongo me mongo <laughs> <laughs> you can't park that animal here. Wow. <laughs> Candy grab for Mongo. Oh, man. What a time to be alive. <laughs> All right. Revolution 5K this weekend. My first Woo-hoo. race of the year. All right. I wish you were going to be there. Huh? I know. God. I know. I mean, I'm just. This is this is three races in a row now that I, I haven't had my Dewey with me. I know. I am uh, saddened. I know. But uh, I think just... I, I think it's great though that you're still swimming and that you're still and especially now with um, your new gig, I, I love that idea of just like we're gonna walk for our first thing in the morning. Yeah, five days a week That's, at least. I mean, it, just walking in general, and you know, obviously, most of the people that under, that listen to our podcast understand that if even if you just walk it for an hour a day, how beneficial it is for your body. Yeah, and, and your, your mind. heart and your yeah. mind. Yeah, mm-hmm. and doing a business meeting while you're doing it. I think yeah. that's brilliant. Yeah, it's yeah. it's fantastic. I mean, it's tough to, it's nice to be in on something when it's starting up, mm-hmm. and you can kind of institute some of these things that you know. It's people that we have to, you know, we're we're in roundtable discussions every day, and mm-hmm. you know, we're talking out little picture stuff and day to day operations and big picture things and mm-hmm. physically moving forward and you know, company wide moving forward. It's it's a nice metaphor and mm-hmm. physically beneficial right you know it's nice on both ends and you know when i i kind of because uh, uh jake melvin who's uh one of the co-owners mm-hmm. um said that he used to just kind of go for walks just to clear his mind because he has three kids as well and you know sometimes that helps it just to get out and you know sure. do some physical activity it, it kind of mellows yourself out and you mm-hmm. can have a better mental state while you know raising children right and you know i kind of mentioned it and i was like it'd be great to start every day off with just a nice walk and you know they kicked it off two days before I even knew that they were getting into it because right. my, my mornings are still kind of closing up my, right. my old chapter of my job. Mm-hmm. But you know they're like, yeah, we're going for walks. So I was like, no, oh, let me hop on that. So the last two, last two Beautiful. days, last two three days, yeah, just been doing it. I'm like, this is fantastic. That's awesome. If we continue this out. It's going to be you know, it's it's little things. You know, well, in the morning just and, think of the progression too. I mean, like if if you can walk and have a conversation, mm-hmm. and then as your training progresses and you're like. Like you said, they want to potentially amp it up a little bit. Yeah. You you know, on the Wahoo plan, like how many of those days a week are like the easy pace days mm-hmm. where you should be able to talk while you do it? Yeah, which would be perfect. But, which is a healthy, easy pace. Mm-hmm. Right? So, yeah. Yeah. 30 minute. Hey, we got a 30-minute jog today at easy pace. Everybody's kind of on the same page. Yep. 
And even if it's not necessarily all the same pace, you can like you can still jog. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because I mean, how many times do you have you walked into a job and it's like oh, I got the morning morning meeting, right? Everybody's sitting around. Everybody's still waking up. Yeah, it's coffee. You know, just trying to get right. your mind, but you know, you don't even really need that. It's just get a little right vigorous walk in and you know get the juices flowing and even and, and even the times that we've ran together which you know multiple times or, or biked and mm-hmm. yeah obviously can't really talk to each other too much while we're swimming even though we do but yeah <laughs> in, between, <laughs> in between sets and stuff but like you know you, you start off and you're kind of in your you're just warming up and we, we're having a great conversation and then we get to a point where we kind of hammer down for a little bit and then we catch back up to each other and then we talk a little bit more and mm-hmm. I mean, same same type of concept when you're jogging. Like, yeah, hey, I got an idea. Let's chat for a little bit. And you're like, I'll back down. You can speed up. Yeah. We'll chat a little bit, and then we'll go our separate ways, and let me think about that for a few minutes, and then here we go. Yeah, it's nice. But, yeah, first uh, first race of the year. Super excited for it. I've been on yeah. the, the base building program um, that Wahoo has to offer um, for the last couple of weeks. And so what's the uh, – what's the – What's the run? It's Revolution. So it's part of a, it's a three run series, but I'm, okay. I'm catching race two out of the three. Oh, okay. Um, but it's at Seaward Park in Seattle. It's supposed to be pretty flat. So the way I'm feeling, I think I might just go out and just try and burn it and just see what happens because mm-hmm. I've never, I've, I've never done that. Yeah. I mean, I, I hit a 5K PR last year at the Cinco de Mayo one, but mm-hmm. that was kind of like, I needed the like the first mile. I just had to like clear myself, and then right. I was just like, "Fuck it, let's go." But when I got done, I was tired. But I feel like I'm way ahead of that mm-hmm. um, where I'm at right now. And um, even after my run today, I, like I think I did like 2.9 miles in 30 minutes, and I, you know, had plenty in the tank yeah. and had to, you know, deal with my dog a couple times during it. <laughs> She was not a good running companion today. <laughs> Love that dog to death. Sternal puppy. T- puppy today factors. she was not. She was not a good running partner, and I don't like running with her on a leash. So yeah, and, he, and I've yeah. tried the hip leash thing too, yeah. and she mm-hmm. just is constantly yanking at my hips, and I, I it's, it's uncomfortable. So yeah, unless you have a good dog that stays right next to you the entire time, and it's right. almost like you have to have them start when they're young <clears throat> to know exactly where they need to be. Yeah, those hip leashes are because I've I've done blaze on the hip leash, right? And, yeah, it's just squirrel. See you. Yeah, and you're like, and, oh, there's a hip. And like, typically, she's she's really good. But today, I think after me being in Vegas for a couple of days and stuff, she was just not focused. And I, like, I kept having to remind her, like, hey, eyes on me. Keep my pace. <laughs> what fucking was focus. <laughs> I don't know. Who knows? Chocolate bonbons <laughs> at the <laughs> probably, end. <laughs> probably. She's been getting too much love when I'm gone. <laughs> not keeping her squared away. <laughs> Got to keep them hungry. <laughs> Got to keep them humble and hungry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But uh, no, I, I, I'm feeling pretty confident that there's a, a PR in the midst this weekend. So uh, I, f- I just feel really good and really kind of want to move my race mentality more to let's get st- some numbers. Get some let's get numbers. some numbers mm-hmm. instead of just being like, "Hey, I'm cool with finishing the race," you know. Especially yeah. after I hit that PR for the uh, 12Ks of Christmas, mm-hmm. it's like, okay, let's kick it off right. If yeah. I don't, I don't. But I'm feeling I'm feeling pretty good. Give so, it a shot. 
Yes. Um, next, Drew and I and some others are kind of uh, involved, or not kind of, we are involved in a little bit of a precursor to a future episode. Um, we've been taking a zone, it's called Zone In, and it's a CBD oil. Mm-hmm. Um, you're taking the pill form, I'm taking yep. the oil form, but I wanted to tell you guys about this. And, um, so here's the zone in story. We're going to keep it as brief as possible because there's some, some future episode stuff coming yeah, up. We'll have a longer discussion. We'll later. have a long, longer mm-hmm. discussion about it. But, uh, the zone in story, aim higher, feel better zone in zone in CBD was co-founded by former NFL, all pro linebacker Lofa Tupu. After years of intense workouts, professional competition, and the health effects that come with an athlete lifestyle, which we are all dealing with, Mm -hmm. um, Lofa needed a change agent, and that change agent was CBD. It's a full-spectrum hemp extract, which uses specific processes to preserve all cannabinoids, not just CBD. It can provide synergistic effects for overall performance. Zone and CBD is specifically formulated to help with faster recovery, replenish your body, and target mind and body movement so you can zone in. Uh, they are relentlessly committed to safety and quality. All the products are reviewed by the, by the Scientific Advisory Board of MDs, PhDs, and CBD experts. Zone and CBD is carefully sourced and manufactured here in the U.S. So... Drew and I are about two-ish weeks into the process, mm-hmm. um, seeing great results so far. I'm really excited about diving into that in a future episode with some really awesome guests. Yeah. Um, but something to check out. I think, uh, you know, even in my veterinary world now, CBD products are coming out for, for animals and people are seeing the, the positive effects of using that on, on a daily basis. And, uh, you know, I think the, the overall goal of the cbd product is just to like increase that baseline of comfort yeah throughout the day and i mean i know from the just the couple weeks that i've been on it i think the biggest thing i've seen is just that uh post-launch like 230 feeling yeah i haven't been getting that 230 feeling yeah kind of ride out that dip because yeah i was so it's right yeah yeah, you kind of you have that lunch period. You might mm-hmm. have a bigger meal for for lunch, and then uh, usually have that yeah <clears throat> mid afternoon dip, right? Which a lot of people struggle with, but right. it's definitely been diminished. And I've 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 been trying to stick. I I've, I've actually stuck to it really well since January when I jumped on the the Wahoo program again and started ramping up and getting things going on the run side of things lately. So I'm like running in the morning. Then having lunch, um, not not long after, and you know after a workout, after a meal, sometimes it's just like all you want to do is lay the fuck down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's like yeah. you can't, dude. You took your lunch, you took that lunch break to go get a workout in. You got to get back on the road. You got to get back to your meetings and get get shit moving again. And I'm just, I'm just not feeling that little dip, that two thirty dip that we all experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's what I'm, that's what I'm feeling so far. Yeah. And if that's all the progress that I see, then fucking thanks. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm totally I mean, down. <laughs> you can eliminate one of those negative aspects about your day, right? You know, with the I don't care how implement. tired I am between five and ten p.m. <clears throat> yeah, no, because it's usually when, once you're done with the work day, there's usually that uplifting feeling of not having to right. do even know, if I have some things stuff that, to clean that up aren't about wise. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. yeah, I would agree. Really seeing some some great. Uh, effects yeah yeah 
rocking. Yeah, sleeping too. I feel like uh, are you sleeping, sleeping better? Mm-hmm, sleeping's been a little bit better. Um, it was I, I kind of did a twofold, so we, <laughs> we have to do the double blind study to see mm-hmm. which one has been increasing. But I think um, I got a new pillow, um, which is one of the wedges uh, that you recommended. Oh, nice. Um, but it has two slotted holes for your arms to go through. Oh, so, nice. so it's set up for the shoulder, um, shoulder comfort. Cause mm-hmm. I've just been doing, uh, <laughs> basically doing two days of work. Um, but having my shoulders have just been, cause I've just been zoned out sleeping mm-hmm. and I've just been waking up and my arms, like one of them would be numb or, you know, we're, <laughs> we're lifting not bricks. And, the night, <clears throat> yeah, exactly. So I, I was like, all right, I got to switch this up just from regular pillow. So I got this inclined pillow that has the arm slots for shoulder and then just show been me that later. That's cool. Game changer, bro. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then with some CBD, I feel like the, yeah, just a nice ride out of the night, and I get a right. solid six without any interruptions of like, oh, I gotta do the, you know, like the, you know, sometimes when you wake up like three or four hours before your alarm, and you're like, mm-hmm. oh, what's going on? Right. You know, or like, oh, my arm's asleep. But it's been nice, just a consistent like six yeah. or seven hours straight. Yeah. And I think that's something to clarify too. Like, that this is not like I take it in the morning and I take it at night right before I go to bed. This is not something that's going to get you stoned. This is yeah. This is just a, a strictly a CBD product, and mm-hmm. um, like I said, I think you're just building that baseline of comfort, um, and just able to kind of stay focused. And when you're focused on work, you're focused on that. When you're focused on sleeping, that's what you do. Yeah. And I've really enjoyed it so far. So yeah. Yeah. Looking forward to uh, a future episode with uh, a couple a couple friends. Yeah. Including, yeah. including Dean Nielsen, one of our former guests. He's going to be in on that one as well. So, Yeah, we'll dive into this a little bit deeper. Absolutely. Um, one thing I wanted to ask you about is that you last weekend, I believe, went to an XFL game. Yes. Which is a new yes. pro, pro league that um, came back after mm-hmm. a one-year height, one-year um, – I yeah, guess the, they had a year. Was it like late '90s, early 2000s, or something? XFL was around. Yeah, I want to say maybe 2006, but that would just be speaking. From, yeah, <laughs> from what early was... 2000s for sure. <clears throat> yeah, because were we? Did we know each other when those were going? I don't on? believe so. No, I'm, I'm pretty sure maybe I was, was in high, high school. school. Yeah, so yeah, they they revamped XFL. And Seattle's and got a team. Seattle's got a team, and I went to the home opener with uh, my dad and two brother-in-laws. Nice. And uh, what did you think of the competition and the different rules, etc.? Yeah, it was uh, <clears throat> well going in because I've seen. I mean, well, both of us we've seen so many alternative leagues pop up and dissolve and mm-hmm. pop up and dissolve. And you know, I think arena football is still a little bit more of a staple, but they have a pretty narrow segue of you know they're not gonna. They've kind of capped out at a certain headcount for attendance and right. that type of stuff. But and facility use, yeah. Yeah, exactly, because they're constantly trying to fight they're over They're basically <clears throat> playing on a hockey rink. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. On the indoors, but, not the XFL. Yeah. Yeah, so they uh, we walked through the gates, and uh, everybody got an orange dragon's flag. So we're kind of trying to get like the like the Pittsburgh, you know, the right. the, the hate towels or what are they what do they call those? I don't I know. Something. The towels. Yeah, yeah, towels of terror. I don't know. What, anyways, <laughs> yeah. But so we got some dragon towels, and uh, when good plays were happening, where we everyone was throwing them up, it was fun. Uh, it felt like the Seattle uh, presence was there on defense, and everybody was screaming. And there's a couple good offside penalties that I felt like you know, based on the ambiance was created. Mm-hmm. 
uh football was solid it was good good play action i looked at the the rosters like it's 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 not just it, this isn't like a semi-pro roster where you have maybe one a couple <clears> guys <throat> that played college ball no every single and, individual and the rest is high school like every pretty, every individual was D3, playing D2, it a, d1 yeah and it was majority i would say probably two-thirds were division one football players right. and the other um, ones were guys that have like cfl and nfl experience yeah who have yeah. been bouncing around but mm-hmm. you know maybe played at a smaller school but kind of working their way mm-hmm. around different leagues and stuff like that but mm-hmm. uh football was solid i will say seattle's quarterback was a little uh i don't know if he was nervous or but he was kind of under overthrowing receivers mm-hmm. maybe the you know but being in year one i'm sure the routes and the connections are a little yeah. off and you know they maybe, probably didn't have a huge extensive training camp exactly to yeah. really get things going yeah but uh football was good it was it was a good running game i mean these offensive linemen there was uh wisconsin there was a utah there was an idaho mm-hmm. you know it's all big boys mm-hmm. and uh the running game for seattle was solid um everybody i think in the crowd was hoping uh bj Oh, what's his BJ Daniels? Uh, he was a backup for Russell Wilson for uh, two or three years, oh, and nice. then he did some scout team. And uh, he's kind of the backup in the Seattle squad. But I think everybody was kind of hoping to see him because he was kind of that that really energetic playmaker right. uh, for the scout team and the practice squad. And everybody kind of wanted to see him get in there. We haven't seen him yet, but uh, Seattle pulled out with the win. Nice. Um, yeah, the, the kickoffs were, were different. I was wondering, I was waiting for like a second level that. of whistle, mm-hmm. but it's almost like a, uh, so they, they line up, I want to say on the 20 and I'm probably wrong, but I it's, think it's the 30, 30, and the, okay. And the 35. Yep. 30 and 35. So there's the, uh, 10 players on both sides and then there's the kicker all the way back. And uh-huh. then there's the, uh, receiver, the, on the, the receiver on the back end. Yeah. And then once the receiver catches the ball. It's kind of fair game. And they're five Every, yards apart. Yep, five yards apart. So there's not as much contact as NFL kickoffs anymore mm-hmm. uh, when they do re- end up cu- taking it out, mm-hmm. um, which I thought was cool. I was almost expecting like a secondary whistle, like right. once to kind of let everybody know that it's time to go. Right. Um, but it's, but it's, it's, it's based movement. off basically like the defense uh, seeing the snap count. So mm-hmm. once it's caught, then they take off mm-hmm. and there's a lot less contact. And um, the uh, penalties for... Uh, kicking one out of bounds or kicking one before I think it's the 20 yard line if I'm not mistaken if you kick it out if you kick it out of bounds or kick it uh, less too than that, short yeah. yeah then they get it I think at the 40 oh wow yeah so it's a significant so they're it's meant to be kicked to the person receiving right the ball. Um, but yeah, it seemed like uh, a good alternative to yeah, the amount I of saw injuries. Some highlights and... of that, and I was like, "That's actually really interesting because he, basically the guy catching the ball has roughly ten yards after he catches it to kind of like see where he wants to go." Yeah, and there's just <clears throat> not a lot of time in that roughly ten to fifteen yards of space for those two lines to like really level up and you know Mm -hmm. you know make it a first second third layer of a defense type of thing like most kickoffs do yeah and And it looked like defensive in general so it's like like, uh, if you if you burst that first line yeah you you, have some you're some open you have nothing but open field and a kicker to deal with Mm -hmm. and you know i i played with a pretty damn good kicker in college but not all were i mean he was a free safety in high school so that's not that's not a standard right kicker situation like (laughs) So I I think that's a super interesting way to go about it, and yeah. you, you you eliminate. There was you know, a, a good amount. Contact. There was probably 
four or five offensive linemen right in the middle oh, cool. uh, on kickoff. So which, they kind of made their own little wedge Yeah, because most of the time it's special teams group or backup linebackers kind of doing the blocking. Linebackers, and kind of the receivers, corners. But it you looked might like, get a D-end. Yeah. Maybe an offensive mm-hmm. lineman who's slimmer and faster. Yeah, but this yeah. kind of eliminated a lot of that sprinting to a certain point and regrouping and then Breaking going down forward. And making things, yeah, yeah, so they were just trying to kind of wedge some holes um, with those offensive linemen trying to navigate the right. bigger bodies in the middle trying to trying to open up holes which was cool i thought i, I, um, I saw some highlights of that and i was like that's an interesting it, way yeah and i think it's a it's it. a great way just because you know the nfl is so set in their ways right and they want you know they want to go to an alternative kickoff but the best solution they could figure out because if it wasn't a natural like if it was just such a huge leap i feel like they would lose a lot of viewership and they're like well if they're not going to do kickoffs it's the most exciting piece that goes on right but you You put that into action and they probably go yeah yeah exactly because i saw the first time i saw it i was like that's pretty fucking slick yeah Mm -hmm. yeah it just eliminates a lot of shit Exactly. And it was fluid and, and, and you have, you have the opportunity to gain yards, right. you know, which is the point of the kickoff. Right. Um, but you're eliminating a lot of the, um, the injuries, unnecessary it. injuries. Right. Yeah. Um, the other thing that's cool is they can get, uh, two, three and, and one f- point extra. Cover, oh, is extra it? Points. Yeah. One, two, three points for right. PAT. So explain that to so me. So there's no field goal, uh, opportunity. So you can't like kick it and nope. take the one. Nope. As it's far all, as yeah, it's, it's all, all plays. it's all it's going to be a play. Yeah. So you have to basically, if your drive dies before a score, you can elect to kick a field goal. Yes. Otherwise, you have to run an actual play for the one, two, or three point opportunity, depending on yardage. Yep. And so I think the one, the one point is at the two and a half, which would be the standard. Right. And then it goes back, and I think it's five, and then seven yards. If I if I was looking at it correctly on the field right. <clears throat> when I was paying attention, yeah, slamming beers and stuff. Yeah, we had a couple of yahoos who were like they were standing the whole time, and I mean we weren't in like the best of you know we're not at the fifty yard line. Well, you know, in no, the actually, I thought from your picture um, you sent me that's the so best place to watch football is corner we were, end zone. Yeah, we were corner end zone. That's the best place to watch. Yeah, and it was perfect. But we had some yahoos who were just standing the whole time. I was like, hey, brother, oh, you so gonna you had some Seattle fans? You gonna sit down for a minute? Yeah, and he's like, well, we always stand at the games. And I look at him and I go, you know, this is the season opener, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't have a point of reference, sir. Right. You know, and then they, uh, they eventually the, the two sat seats down. next to you are still free too. Yeah. Like, <laughs> come on, man. But you said there was a decent um, attendance though. Yeah. 31,000. So basically the lower bowl of Seahawks stadium, about 5,000 shy of the completing the lower cool. bowl. Yeah. Which uh, we went to uh sluggers, which is right across the street yep. and uh Elysian was open, but, uh, both terribly understaffed. Yeah, they did imagine. not think that there was going to be people out there. Right. Um, but yeah, the the biggest attendance before that from their opening weekend, I think, was nineteen thousand. Oh, so wow. Seattle kind of blew that one up. Sweet. But yeah, it was a good crowd. Everyone was. And it was it was funny because um, uh, you know I go to the bathroom at halftime and people are just kind of discussing like the game and right. everyone seemed to be super happy and they go, "How are we supposed to like what what's the cheer gonna be?" <laughs> you know, because it's oh, like yeah. you go, let's go, dragon, dragon. 
dragons, but right. everyone's like, it, it, it was Drag- just, it was, yeah, yeah, guns. <laughs> yeah, it was so haphazard that, like really that we're game. like, how are we supposed, like, how are we supposed to coordinate and like everybody get on the same page of like how to do these fun things? Right. And, uh, it, it was kind of cool to listen to that because it's, you know, everything's always kind of been established when you get involved in it where it's yeah. like, go hawks, go yeah. hawks. And people are like, like, yeah, you know, and then the, the bears, I'm sure, have a good chant that sure. they do. Yeah. And then it's like, they get into this and they go, we don't know what to do. So you have like, <laughs> like a small group of people like dragons. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. They're not wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're hitting the, we're hitting the points, but, <laughs> but yeah, really good football. Uh, those guys are practicing, I think at Memorial field in uh, downtown Seattle. And, oh, cool. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of, a lot of big colleges, some, some Michigan I looked guys. At, I looked and, at the, yeah, uh, there's a couple of Michigan boys on the roster. And then I looked at all the rosters and it was very like, you know, when I've been to arena games and, you know, uh, looked at some of the rosters for like that AFL that we discussed in mm-hmm. one, of, one of the previous podcasts that, that worked for like two weeks and stuff. And oh, yeah. you just look yeah, at it and you great. go, yeah, that guy might have played at UW, but he was probably like fifth string. And yeah. by UW, I mean University of Wisconsin, not the one out here in Seattle, which is not the real <laughs> UW. But, um i'll get in trouble for that later but it's fine um <laughs> there's no purple yeah but i was looking house. at those rosters and you go i remember that guy from michigan yeah and he was a starter like i remember that guy from ohio state he was a starter i remember that guy from missouri he was a starter and i mean i watch a shitload of fucking college football i preferred over the nfl and mm-hmm. i was seeing names that were substantial college football players dude that have played in the nfl and what i thought was really cool i read um that guys that the the contracts aren't specific like they they basically have the option where if they get an nfl shot because mm-hmm. it's the off season for the xfl yeah they can go play in the nfl so you're talking about guys that are potentially like borderline on the cusp practice players borderline active roster guys who are good football players because even if you're a practice player in the nfl mm-hmm. you're fucking good yeah Oh yeah, you're, you're still part good, of that one percent. Less than yeah, <laughs> way less than. Mm-hmm. I mean, what two hundred players are drafted a year out of hundreds <sighs> of thousands? Yeah, I mean, what, uh, hundreds of thousands if you include all all levels. Yeah, right. Sixty people, sixty so person rosters. If you're times part of like the ten to fifteen roster, you know, uh, practice squad guys, and you can go make. And and what was cool too is because they had the guaranteed salary, which I want to say was around sixty grand. Mm-hmm. Every game that you win, you get a bonus, mm-hmm. and um, the champions of the league get an extra bonus on top of it. Yeah, and it didn't really clarify what those bonuses were necessarily, but I want to say like there's a su- substantial amount of money on the line for every game. Yeah, as far as bonus goes, kind of not a bad way to go about it. Like shit, if you're Incentivize, <laughs> incentivize a little bit, and you go shit. Okay, well, yeah, I'm on the practice squad. Yeah, I'm, um, you know, getting some special teams times with uh, the Saints or the Seahawks or something. But in the off season, if they let me go check out and make, you know, potentially sixty to a hundred grand in the off season, who knows? Yeah, yeah. It's and a think good... about and think about some misses that people are gonna pick up out of that league too yeah so it's just like if you're um, not if you're not a full fully active roster guy throughout the year in the nfl you have this opportunity to a make some decent money yeah you know substantially more than most (laughs) americans Mm -hmm. plus 
plus to get to do some NFL stuff too. Yeah, like, that's, a, that's a cool deal. Yeah, yeah, it looks fun and really like. I want to dive into more of that contract stuff when I read yeah. more about it because I was it's from the snippets I saw. I was like, that's that's pretty slick. More th- yeah, and more than uh, what alternatives could really offer. 100 percent. You don't make any money in fucking arena league. No, and I mean, th- yeah, there's some semi pro guys that get paid, but pff, who the fuck cares about semi pro? Yeah, there's so many different leagues and mostly just haphazardly set up and you don't know who you're playing and I where see you're traveling like to semi, and... guys that we played with that are like oh, i'm still playing semi-pro ball and you're like why <laughs> we are on the saddest part of <laughs> of why? football careers <laughs> why would you ever do that to yourself yeah uh, anyways but... let's move on here we go so kind of, you went to that game with your dad and your brother-in-law mm-hmm. um so i wanted to ask you what was the most memorable sporting event that you attended with your dad? Um, the first one that pops up into my mind is we went to see the Supersonics mm-hmm. play against Doubles. Nice. 1996. So Jordan and Pippen and yeah. Rodman and mm-hmm. the boys, and Steve it was, Kerr. It was the year that Seattle played the bulls in the championship but yeah we saw so 96 during, 97 season, during the yeah. regular season yeah sweet and luckily i got yeah that was sean fun. camp gary payton yeah and it was I, yeah you just got to see the firing squad just oh, i mean just ripping them back good and NBA forth basketball. and uh hersey hawkins was mm-hmm. covering jordan and he yeah it was it was really fun and that's I'll, super it's from somebody in his company that right. didn't want them or whatever and they're like ah, they're whatever. stupid yeah yeah so yeah i remember we, we got to go see them play and that was really fun because i was like i was i kept trying to like look up you at don't my dad think and, about it at the time i mean god 96 but now so looking we were, back like how many hall of famers played in that yeah, game yeah yeah five we six were, seven we were 10 at the yeah. time five yeah. six or seven hall of famers that I, just off the top of my head yeah and I remember looking up. Dennis Rodman was there. Uh, like, trying to get my dad's attention. Like, ah, my popcorn's empty. Can we get popcorn? He's looking at me like, just shut up. This is this is more than you it's know. One of those things where like, your dad, you're, like, you're 10 and it's like, I'm thirsty. And your dad's like, you can suck on your own spit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we're balling yeah. on a budget, yeah. homie. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he's like, we're about to go to the ship this year. Like, right. he, he knows it. Like, coming off a good 95 season. Right. Yeah. So I'm looking up at him and just his intensity, just watching the game and cheering. I was like, right. oh, this is what, like, this is what a love like. of a game is. You know, totally. it's like to be part of something bigger than you with actually without being involved. Right. You know, being able to watch something that you appreciate and, mm-hmm. and love. Yeah. That was my most memorable. Yeah. I dig that. That's a, that's a good one. Especially now thinking back. Cause yeah, we were, we were little tykes, but. Mm-hmm. I was living in the Midwest, was a Bulls fan early on. I mean, I remember watching like the 91, 92, 93 Bulls, the 94, 95, or sorry, 95, 96, 97 Bulls. Because um, we were living in the Midwest at the time, so we were getting, the Bulls were on every fucking night. Yeah. And my dad's a big diehard Chicago fan, just like I am. Um, shit. That's a good game to go see. Yeah, right? Poof. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I've been back to an NBA game. Well, you, got, you haven't had the opportunity since they left for Oklahoma City. But it sounds like that's in the works now that we got the Seattle Kraken NHL oh, team coming back in a yeah. new stadium. And mm-hmm. why wouldn't you bring an NBA team back? Seattle, it's got a good enough market for it. Absolutely. It does. Yeah. We just need owners to start paying for these fucking facilities instead of making taxpayers do it. Yeah. Figure the fuck out. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. 
Where's Jerry Jones of Seattle? Well, it's <laughs> just know? silly. Just pay for it. Well, it's like, I, you I get read your money back, last, we promise. Last fall, and they were saying that every NFL team and every major league team, major league baseball team, has enough money to pay the salaries of their players before the season even starts. Based so off like, of revenue? Just based off of like revenue, just the t-shirt sales, season ticket holders, you know, market, you know, projected like concessions, all this other shit, whatever the fuck it is. So like when you hear about teams money balling, you're like, yeah, come on. Fuck off. Yeah. You got plenty of money. You just got a fucking stingy owner. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. I'm excited for some hockey though. Krakens. Oh, absolutely. uh, I've never really been that into hockey. But I'm excited to kind of get involved, like, you know, get to know the, the rules. And then, you know, yeah. Seattle, I bet they'll they'll probably have a, a run here in the next, you know, five to ten years. Oh, I would imagine. I went yeah. to a Red Wings game as a kid when we were living in Michigan. Went to a, the uh, Minnesota Wild play when I lived in Minnesota. And we had high school girls and boys hockey when I lived in Minnesota, too. So mm-hmm. I saw a bunch of that shit because you just go watch your buddies play. And, you know, back there, like... The tough guys don't play football. They wrestle or or uh, play hockey. Yeah. Like, those guys run the school. Yeah. <laughs> the football players are, like, second, third tier. Yeah. <laughs> where you go to other states where it's, like, the football guys are the big bad boys. Right. Yeah. yeah. Not not in the Midwest. <laughs> you might get a couple. It's a hockey player's furda. But it's, yeah, furda boys. <laughs> but uh, I guess my most memorable sporting experience with my dad Um. A week after I finished grad school, my dad and I took a road trip from Washington to Nebraska, Omaha to watch the College World Series. Oh, yeah. And just a blast. Just three days of like three to four baseball games a day, drinking beer, just, you know, learning about. I mean, it was it was just such a good time. Like Nebraska, Omaha doesn't sound like an appealing place to go. Right. But. A lot of history, really cool downtown, and they do it up for that for that baseball tournament. Like they, you could, you could literally not have tickets to the game. Go down the street to the old uh, College World Series Stadium, Rosenblatt, watch um, American Legion Woodbat tournament. So, like some of the best high school baseball mm-hmm. players in the country, and then you could you could watch literally anything from like twelve year old to guys playing in the World Series just in town there that weekend. And every there's eight teams that go. Every team is sponsored by a different bar downtown. So you can be like, hey, let's go party with the Oregon State fans yeah. before this game. And then you go watch the game, and they clear the stadium between each game. So they send you back out to the parking lot, which is a huge party. Or you can <laughs> go down to the bars and be like, well, let's go hang out with the LSU fans. And then go to a different bar and hang out with them. And it was just so much fucking fun. We just sat in the bleachers and the cheap seats and i want to say it was like eight or nine bucks per game yeah for a ticket um cheap hotel room on the outskirts of town road trip with your dad yeah sign me up bob's your uncle bob's your uncle my my uncle bob didn't attend but (laughs) 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 he was more of a swimmer bob's uh, (laughs) my estranged uncle (laughs) (laughs) but yeah anybody listening if you have the opportunity to go to the college world series in omaha definitely fucking do it yeah. Definitely. Had a great time with old Wayno. All right. Next bit. Are you ready? Are you super ready? 
You're not answering me. Who, me? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm ready. <laughs> dad jokes. <laughs> mm, we got dad jokes. We got dad jokes. They're funny oh, yeah. to a certain demographic. Mainly us. <laughs> hey. Knock, knock. Oh, who's there? Two. <sighs> to who? Actually, it's to whom. <laughs> <laughs> Well, isn't that just a riot? <laughs> <laughs> Starting off with the bang bumps. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, <clears throat> so my wife warned me uh, not to steal the kitchen utensils, but it's a whisk I'm willing to take. <laughs> <laughs> it's a whisk. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta slow down. <laughs> it's too much already. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Did you hear about the mathematician who's afraid of numbers? No. He'll stop at nothing to avoid them. <laughs> Do you know why you don't hear a, a pterodactyl go to the bathroom? I don't. Oh, the P is silent. <laughs> <laughs> Pour me another shot of whiskey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the P's good. Hand me your glass. <laughs> what was the one that you just said before that? Uh, 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 <laughs> my wife warned me not to steal the kitchen utensils, but it's a whisk I'm willing to take. <laughs> oh man i feel like we're moving too fast through these but <laughs> that's that's four for four there bubs right, right. <laughs> let's cheers that real quick let's let's calm down let's calm down i feel like i feel like we might be not giving these jokes their due <laughs> whisk <laughs> Mm, talk about dad jokes. All right. <clears throat> What's the nosy pepper do? Does it get jalapeno business? No! <laughs> I had that one too. No, you did it. I did. No, it's literally on my. That's what I was. Holy I was like, shit! It's on your thing too. That was my next one. No way! Yeah. Oh my god, twinsies. <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> that's fun. Yeah. Right. Great minds think alike. <laughs> That thing just gets jalapeno business. <laughs> it gets jalapeno business. We picked the same dad joke. <laughs> yeah. What are the chances? <laughs> wow. Yeah. Right? Wow. 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 <laughs> Do you have another one? Uh, so, a priest, a minister, and a rabbit walk into the bar. The rabbit says, ah, I think there may have been a typo. <laughs> <laughs> Not your best. <laughs> you got you got i got one more so you got you got one more well i had a joke about construction okay i'm still working on it yeah, yeah. <laughs> so oh, i saw what you did there that was supposed to be my closer into my intro to my next segment but then we had the same joke that is insane so, my my wife, uh, <clears throat> not Lorraine, but uh, my wife Lorraine, um, she left me because I always just ended up bursting out into song. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, thinking back on it, I can see clearly now, Lorraine is gone. 
fucking six Clearly now the rain is gone. <laughs> oh, cheers to a nice little duet there too, bubs. <laughs> oh, the booze is catching up. Yeah. <laughs> I still can't believe. No, 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 no. no. You do, you, you, first of all, no. we set a limit on three. I had a fourth. To close it out and move into the next segment. Yeah, I'm all, I'm all good. But you had plenty. You had like you've got more, don't you? No, I'm all I'm I'm, I'm dad joked out. Hands off the table. Dad joked out. Yeah, that's incredible <laughs> that we had that same one. Jalapeno. I can't believe that it's jalapeno, jalapeno business. <laughs> all right, new segment. Are you ready? Fresh. WWDD. Mm-hmm. What would Dewey do? Hey, that's me. So I'm going to give you a scenario. Okay. And you need to explain your course of action. Okay. okay. So somewhat similar to Tony Escapes, except I'm not going to give you a time limit. This is just more of a conversational piece. Okay. Um, so if someone offered to tell you exactly where you would be in 20 years in the future, mm-hmm. but you'd be powerless to change what they tell you. So... Kind of like reverse butterfly effect. There's no way you can, they, they can tell you what's going to happen, but there's no way for you to know how to change it. There is no way to change it whatsoever. Okay. So they're going to tell you what's going to happen. That's happening no matter what you do. Okay. Would you want to hear it? <sighs> 20 year, 20 year. 20 years from now, this is where you'll be. There's no chance of changing the outcome. You just know what it is. I well, I I I don't think I would want to know. I don't think I would want to know, only for the simple fact that <clears throat> if you if you did end up knowing, mm-hmm. it's just lingering in your mind the whole time. You would have to think about every major decision you would have to make. One way or the other, but and be, but that, because because but that there was that doesn't matter because that's yeah exactly that same result would happen regardless of what your decision actually would be made. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I wouldn't have to dive in too deep on what we'd actually be, do what would actually happen. Right, it would just be a just a you know you can make any decision you wanted and it right. would still have the same result. Yeah, so really it could be a. Um, just, you know, like, Hey, your life is going to be set up like this 20 years from the future. And if it was something that would be negative, right. Then you'd be trying to, you know, you, you wouldn't have, you wouldn't have to go down the opportunity, opportunity road of, you know, trying to make things more positive because you already know that it was going to end up negative. Yeah. So it's like, I think, uh, I, I, yeah, I don't know. I think, uh, I think motivation would just be dropped. Right. But maybe that would be in turn, like if you did find out that it was going to be negative, the first result, you know, the timeline would be you knowing where mm-hmm. you started. Right. And maybe all the subsequent decisions you made would lead to that. Right. Anyways, so, so maybe, so, so, so in what you you're knowing, saying, so in you knowing, you could potentially just be as positive as possible and be like, hey, I know 20 years from now this is happening. And mm-hmm. it could be a super positive ending mm-hmm. or a super negative ending. But either way, you know that. You're basically guaranteed 20 more years. Yeah. So I think I might hear it. Yeah. So, oh, oh just just the fact that just you'd be, be like, alive. Be like, yeah, dude, you, <laughs> fuck, 53. Like, you know, that's not a terrible, I mean, it's not a great amount of time, obviously, what we know now, but 
you know, if, if, if the outcome is that I'm alive and have an opportunity at year 20 to maybe still change some things, I think I might want to hear it. Yeah. Yeah. And just be like, okay, well, at least I know in 20 years, this is what it is. Cause it's not going to be like 20 years from now, you'd be dead for 10 years. I don't think that'd be lame. Yeah. <laughs> yeah right yeah but otherwise well i can't give you a 20-year projection because you're not gonna make it that long 10. yeah then it's like well, then why did you offer me the 20-year projection that's stupid you're the worst genie of all time yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah i think I, I think i would just say let let me hear it and we'll go from there hmm. and i'll just try and live it up the best i can yeah yeah, but, but then but again, I also think knowing that every decision that you make isn't but you, it, it can't be calculated. Yeah, it so can't be it doesn't. So it, it doesn't, doesn't matter. Yeah, it's it, hard. It, yeah, yeah, it wouldn't wow. really matter. Wow. Yeah, getting deep, my friend. Uh, we're getting deep. All right, so <laughs> we're gonna close it out here. So thank you to our sponsors, Four Horsemen Brewery and Concessions. You can check them out at fourhorsemen.beer, Instagram, and Facebook. Wahoo Running at crew.wahoorunning.com, Instagram, Facebook, and Mighty Networks. Acu Yoga at www.acuyogaNW.com, Instagram and Facebook. And of course, you can find us at westcoastclydesdale.com, Instagram, Facebook, iTunes, Purple App Things, Spotify, SoundCloud. And of course, if at the end of the day you don't know where you're going, go back to the beginning.